0: 8
1: k News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. A pro-government medical group says BioNTech vaccinations are unlikely to start at their centre in Wan Chai on Monday. A respiratory medicine expert says Hong Kong could be close to the end of the current wave of infections. And tour operators oppose government suggestions that staff and tourists be vaccinated or get tested for COVID before joining a local tour. A doctor from the group Medical Conscience says it's unlikely his BioNTech vaccination centre can start operating from Monday. BioNTech jabs were suspended on Wednesday at the request of the manufacturer after faulty packaging was found in a batch sent to both Hong Kong and Macau. Dr David Lam told RTHK that after the government received an investigation report from the manufacturer, it would take time for people to book their vaccination slots.
0: When you book it, your booking is a day or two in advance. That's essential for tax. So if it's not resumed today, I mean, the booking is not resumed today, then the chance is not very high that we can commence the service in three days' time. For just Monday, it's already Friday today. What I to understand is that the investigation is primarily done by the pharmaceutical company, and they have to do it back home and the place of manufacture. So that might take a lot of time. we talked about maybe days.
1: Government adviser David Hoy says Hong Kong could be nearing the end of the latest wave of Covid infections, after the city yesterday reported no untraceable cases for the first time since mid-November. He said it would take another seven to ten days to tell for sure because of the incubation period of the virus. The respiratory medicine professor from the Chinese University said it would be reasonable for the government to relax gathering restrictions in churches and schools as well as other venues that don't involve eating or drinking if there were no cases of unknown source for the next few days. Tour operators are against government suggestions that staff and tourists be vaccinated or get tested for Covid before joining a tour representatives met the Commerce Secretary Edward Yao yesterday to discuss conditions under which local tours could resume. The minister reportedly suggested staff could have two vaccine doses or undergo regular testing, while customers should be vaccinated or test negative within 72 hours of the tour. Freddie Yip from the Travel Agent Owners Association said the trade strongly opposed this.
0: It cannot work well if we assist the staff, driver, the
1: guy to make the vaccines Probably they refuse. We cannot impose or compulsory ask them to do it. And the client as well. A
2: tax also costs money. Each time $240. So who will join? Who would like to book? I don't think so.
1: The government has announced that more students will be allowed to resume face-to-face classes after the Easter holidays as Hong Kong's coronavirus situation eases further. Currently, only one-third of pupils are allowed to attend in-person classes at schools. The Education Bureau will relax this restriction to allow classes with up to two-thirds of students attending, but only half-day classes will be allowed. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong has dismissed concerns of arbitrary prosecution after the Court of Appeal ruled that suspects could face riot and unlawful assembly charges even if they weren't physically present at the incident. Mr Tong, a senior counsel, pointed out that the principle of joint enterprise applied to all laws. When asked about whether shops providing water or people providing first aid to anti-government protesters could break the law, he said this depended on their motive. The joint enterprise ruling came at the request of the Department of Justice after three people were acquitted of writing charges relating to the 2019 social unrest. Mr Tong said they were lucky. Capital outflows from Hong Kong banks to Canada reached record highs last year. The figures from Canada's anti-money laundering agency are the first evidence of significant capital flight following anti-government protests and the imposition of the national security law here. Carolyn Wright reports.
0: FinTrack says it recorded almost 35 billion US dollars in electronic fund transfers last year, up 10% from 2019. One lender, Equitable Bank, told Reuters news agency that deposits surged just after the new national security law was introduced in June. FinTrack captures only a fraction of legal inflows into Canada because transactions via cryptocurrencies between financial institutions or under 10,000 Canadian dollars aren't included. Hong Kong has said the city hasn't seen significant capital outflows since anti-government protests began in 2019. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority said the in- and outflows were in keeping with the function of an international finance centre.
1: The Foreign Ministry has announced sanctions against the United Kingdom over what it said were lies and disinformation about the situation in Xinjiang. In a statement, it said it targeted four entities and nine individuals – banning them from entering Chinese territory and having dealings with Chinese citizens and institutions. It follows a coordinated set of sanctions from the United States, the European Union, Britain and Canada against Beijing over what they call human rights violations against the Uyghur Muslim minorities in Xinjiang. Beijing already applied retaliatory sanctions against the EU. President Joe Biden says he's made it clear to President Xi Jinping that the United States is not looking for confrontation, but would insist that China play by international rules for fair competition and fair trade. Speaking at his first formal news conference since taking office, he also said he would not back down on freedom and human rights.
2: I made it clear that no American president ever backed down from speaking out of what's happening to the Uyghurs, what's happening in Hong Kong what's happening in, 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 in country. That's who we are. The moment a president walks away from that, as the last one did, is the moment we begin to lose our legitimacy around the world.
1: President Biden opened the news conference by doubling his original COVID vaccination goal, pledging that the US will administer 200 million doses by the end of his first 100 days in office. His initial goal of 100 million doses was met earlier this month, as his administration battles a pandemic that's killed more than 545,000 Americans and devastated the US economy. North Korea says it successfully tested a new tactical guided projectile with a solid fuel engine, firing two projectiles at a target 600 kilometers into the sea of Japan. State news agency KCNA said the weapon could carry a payload of two and a half tons. Yesterday's launches were the country's first ballistic missile tests in nearly a year, with the U.S., Germany, France and Britain condemning them as violations of U.N. Security Council resolutions. President Joe Biden said the United States remained open to diplomacy with North Korea.
2: We're consulting with our allies and partners And uh, there will be uh, responses if they choose to escalate. um, We will respond accordingly. But I'm also prepared uh, um, for some form of diplomacy, Um, but it has to be conditioned upon the end result of denuclearization.
1: European Union leaders say the pharmaceutical company AstraZeneca must catch up with deliveries of vaccine promised to Brussels before exporting outside the EU. Speaking after a virtual summit, the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said it was important that EU citizens got their fair share of vaccines. Companies have to honour their contract to uh, the European Union before they export to other regions in the world. And this is, of course, the case with AstraZeneca. Um, I think it is clear for the company that, first of all, the company has to catch up, has to honour the contract it has with the European member states before it can engage again in exporting vaccines. Bangladesh is marking 50 years of independence from Pakistan following a conflict in 1971 which cost the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. Here's the BBC's Anbarasan Rajan. The streets of the capital, Dhaka, have been decorated with
0: the Bangladeshi national flag and festoons. For the past few days, people have been lighting candles and paying respects at various national memorials built in honor of those who died in Bangladesh's independence war. The government began the celebrations 10 days ago with the birth centenary of Bangladesh's founding leader, Sheikh Mujibur Rahman, the father of the current Prime Minister, Sheikh Hasina. Despite going through famine, poverty and natural disasters, the country has emerged as an economic success
1: story. The jailed Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has accused the prison authorities of torturing him by depriving him of sleep. The BBC's Danny Eberhard reports. Alexei Navalny might be in jail, but he's not shutting up. In statements published by his associates, he says guards wake him regularly at night to film him and shout that he's being watched as a flight risk. He also says he has difficulty walking and that requests to see a civilian doctor have been refused. Mr Navalny has been in detention since returning to Russia from Germany, where he received hospital treatment after being poisoned in Siberia with a nerve agent. His lawyer has visited him in the penal colony. She described his condition as grave. Russian's prison service assesses it as satisfactory. A painting by Vincent van Gogh has sold at auction in Paris for more than 15 million US dollars, a street scene depicting the district of Montmartre was painted in 1887. Here's the BBC's Lucy Williamson.
0: After more than a century hidden from public view, this painting was sold twice today. The first bid won by an online buyer whose offer came in just as the hammer fell. But there was a problem with the sale, and the auction had to be rerun. The painting finally went to a buyer in London for just over 13 million euros, several million lower than the first time around. But still one of the highest prices ever paid for work from Van Gogh's Paris period.
1: The French film director Bertrand Tavernier has died at the age of 79. In a career spanning six decades, he also worked as a screenwriter, actor and producer. BBC's Vincent Dowd looks back at his career. Born in 1941, Bertrand Tavernier became the leading French filmmaker of his generation, the generation after the stars of the French New Wave. He was a cinema addict even as a child. Then, as a young man, moved from writing about films as a journalist to writing screenplays. In 1974, his first feature film, The Clockmaker, was a hit, but his output was always remarkably varied, from the science fiction drama *Deathwatch* Watch in 1980 to the jazz drama Round Midnight. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,252. That's 364 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $99 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.24 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars
0: and 69 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Jones. We start with football's World Cup qualifiers, where Germany kicked off their campaign with a 3-0 win over Iceland. Leon Goretzka and Kai Havertz both scored within the opening 10 minutes. Italy defeated Northern Ireland 2-0, while Spain were held to a one on draw at home by Greece. England hammered San Marino 5-0 with Aston Villa's Ollie Watkins, scoring on his debut. The former England goalkeeper Robert Green was watching at Wembley. You're pleased
1: for the guys who've got on the score sheet. Looking at Ollie Watkins getting his debut goal, you've got to be delighted for him. And all it missed, I think, was more goals, and particularly for Jesse Lingard, who was all over the pitch, was all action, did everything bar score. So a lot of positives there for England, but as we say, there's a huge, huge caveat in there.
0: History was made in African football as Comoros and Gambia qualify for the Cup of Nations for the first time. Comoros, a nation of just 850,000, drew 0-0 at home against Togo to progress to next year's tournament in Cameroon. Gambia clinched their place with a 1-0 win over Angola. The Belgian Tom Seinfeld is Gambia's coach.
2: These boys are the best ever these boys are the best ever players i worked with i worked in togo with world Stars, but these boys are the best ever and they deserve all respect so gambians start to be proud
0: now to the NBA, where the Orlando Magic have sent three of their starters to contending teams ahead of the trade deadline. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovic has more on some of the key transactions.
2: The NBA trade deadline ended a few hours ago. You mentioned the Orlando Magic. They
1: traded away their franchise centerpiece Nikola Vucevic to the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls finally have a big man in the center
2: for the first time really since Joakim Noah. This will certainly change the way in which the Bulls play. Probably the other big news was the fact that the Toronto Raptors, who were rumored to be sellers, yes, they did give up Norman Powell, but Kyle Lowry was not moved, and that was certainly a big piece of news uh, in the NBA. Finally, Victor Oladipo did move the big winner, the Miami Heat. He joins Jimmy Butler and Bam Abdebayo. They're looking to get back to the NBA Finals.
0: Former Slam Dunk champion Aaron Gordon also left Orlando to join the title contending Denver Nuggets. Evan Fournier went to the Boston Celtics. The LA Clippers found their point guard in veteran Rajon Rondo from the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for Lou Williams and draft picks. And that's your look at sports.
1: Thanks, Adam. To end the news, the top stories once again. A pro-government medical group says BioNTech vaccinations are unlikely to start at their centre in Wan Chai on Monday. And a respiratory medicine expert says Hong Kong could be close to the end of the current wave of infections. The news from RTHK.
0: The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centers for free testing. The centers also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere. Under the current 2 Hong Kong dollars public transport fare concession scheme, Persons aged 65 or above and eligible persons with disabilities may travel on specified forms of public transport at a concessionary fare of two Hong Kong dollars per trip by using an octopus corresponding to their eligibility. Ineligible persons using the scheme may be liable to penalties or even prosecution. Don't defy the law.
2: You don't gotta go Work, work,
1: work, 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 work Let my body do work, 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 We can to work, work. We'll oh oh We can to work, let us put it in a motion I'ma give you a promotion I'll make it feel like a vacation. Turn the bed into an ocean
0: We don't need nobody I just need your body, nothing but sheets in between us, ain't no getting off early. I
1: know
2: you're always on the night shift, but I can't stand these nights alone. And I don't need no explanation, cause baby. But you gotta do it Work, 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 work You don't gotta do it Work, 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 work And my body do it Work, 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 work We can work it Oh, We can work tomorrow Oh, oh Oh, yeah Girl, gotta work for me Can you make a clap? No one for me I pick it up for me Look back at it all, I'm for me oh, yeah. Put it work like my time, she She riding like a 63 I'ma buy a new CELINE Let her ride in the in with me Oh, she the bank I'm her bull And she down to break the moves Ride or die, she gon' go I'm gon' do, she finesse I fight books, she take that Put it over
0: Good afternoon and welcome to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Friday the 27th of March is today's date. Sorry, 26th of March is today's date.